you can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Prince Harry is going to the coronation. The Daily Mail sparks a backlash over the royals and slavery. And Meghan Markle has been included in the coronation program. I'm Jack Royston, Newsweek's Chief Royal Correspondent, and this is Newsweek's Royal Report. Hello, listeners, and welcome to the show. The speculation is over. Prince Harry is coming to the King's coronation, but he will be without Meghan Markle. Now, the British media is torn on the subject. Some people are calling it a snub, while a source told The Sun that Charles was very disappointed not to see Meghan Archie in Lilibet, but he understands the situation, apparently. Um, On the other hand, though, it could also be a great opportunity for reconciliation. Now, clearly, there is no love lost between Meghan and certain members of the royal family, in particular, Prince William and quite probably Kate Middleton, too. Um, So Harry's book Spare says William blamed Meghan for all the problems in the private office at Kensington Palace in the summer of 2018. Um, You may remember I've talked on the show before about how he described people hunched over their desks weeping. He said constructive criticism wasn't possible and all feedback was taken as an affront and a personal insult. And Harry, of course, uh, said William blamed it all on Meghan, and that was brutally unfair, and he says Meghan was nothing but nice to the staff. So, uh, the Netflix show also had footage of Meghan reacting to news that Jason Knauf, the former communications chief at Kensington Palace, had given her private messages to the Court of Appeal, and she made it clear that she saw Knauf as an ally of William's, and she said, it's your brother. I'm not going to say anything about your brother, but it's so obvious. So that is kind of the sort of mess of tangled emotions that's sitting under any prospect of a reconciliation. And from that perspective, it's easy to see why Meghan not going to the coronation could actually help Harry speak to his family. It may well lower the stakes, you know, lower the emotional intensity, take some of the pressure off the meeting. I'm sure there'll still be loads of really strong emotions flying around either way, but maybe, just maybe, Harry gets a chance to speak Charles or William and just make some kind of progress. Now, you know, clearly, obviously, it's a long way back uh, for a family uh, that has been through so many kind of different chapters of this warfare, so many different battles. It will take a lot for them to find anything even vaguely reminiscent of peace. Um, But if there's going to be any healing at all, then they've got to try. I don't maintain any illusion that there's going to be a single major successful breakthrough here. Uh, There's just been too much that's gone on, too many bombshells, too many allegations, and, you know, too much history on both sides to just simply waltz in and sort everything out in a single meeting against the backdrop of a really major historic event, the likes of which we haven't seen since 1953. Uh, Not to mention, obviously, that clearly Charles and William um, by now must know that it's highly likely that there'll be more criticisms from Harry in the future. Obviously, there was a huge amount in December and January, but it took a matter of months for Harry to start throwing allegations around again. 
not least of all, in his latest lawsuit against the Mail, uh, the Daily Mail, that is. So uh, he accused the palace of doing a deal with the Murdoch Empire to suppress phone hacking allegations, and he said he feels sure that the palace were hiding information from him. And obviously, you know, this is now King Charles' monarchy. So whether Charles is kind of directly in the line of fire, named or not, it's ultimately his problem to sort out. So they would have to overcome all of that. But to go to the coronation is to try. And to miss the coronation, it would be a hugely symbolic moment for Harry because it would kind of be testimony to the fact he'd given up. It would be the moment that the balloon finally burst and any chance of reconciliation was really consigned to the waste paper basket of history. Um, so this decision of his does keep the hope alive. And like I said, I don't think there's going to be a major breakthrough, but it has to kind of keep going. You have to keep it on the table. Otherwise, I think they'll just all walk away. Um, now, one thing that's interesting here is that the announcement came from Buckingham Palace. So Harry chose to let what he would describe as the institution take the lead. That may well also be the dynamic on the day. You know, he might kind of take a back seat and let it all play out without being the star of the show. You know, let Charles and Camilla take centre stage and be in the spotlight. They will obviously be hugely busy. Um, and that means it will be really interesting to see whether Harry stays on in Britain afterwards. Now, he has a case against the Mirror Group, which is going to be in court the following week. So there is every chance that he will be in Britain for a few days at least after the coronation. So that does create an opportunity that he could see family when the actual intensity and frenzy of the coronation has started to die down. You know, it's a bigger window if he stays on. And that does increase the chances that they will actually be able to talk meaningfully about the rift. Because it's one thing to kind of see Charles and say, oh, good luck, you know, uh, you must be really nervous. Everything's going to go fine. Um, I hope it goes well. Um, versus actually sitting down and getting into all of the hurt feelings. And clearly both Harry and Charles did feel deeply hurt. In Harry's case, he feels the royal family, his family, his father and brother, um, left his wife unprotected during a media onslaught or in Camilla's case, leaked stories about him and potentially Meghan to the same press that he blames for the death of his mother. And Charles must feel that his own flesh and blood has tried to tear him down in the same two years between Oprah and Spare in which he lost both his parents. Um, the Oprah interview was broadcast just a month before Prince Philip, the king's father, died. Um, and Netflix and Spare came out a few months after the king's mother, the queen, died. And... Uh, had British public opinion swung the other way, you know, it's profoundly serious allegations we're talking about here, and it could have caused a constitutional crisis and potentially the destruction of the monarchy. Needless to say, had the public sided with Harry and Meghan, that could have been it for the monarchy. So how do you even start trying to sort out a rift that goes that deep? It's a question that we just simply cannot answer, but they will have to somehow find a way to navigate through. And on that note, we're going to have to take a quick break. But before we do, a reminder to rate and review The Royal Report in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your favourite shows. And when I'm back, Meghan and Harry have a new reason to be angry with the most hated British newspaper brand. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only fourteen ninety-five. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. 
Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B Y T E.com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the show. Now, there are certain subjects in life that just require some tact and sensitivity. The Holocaust is certainly one, and slavery is another. Um, the Daily Mail, however, sparked a backlash over the weekend with an article about Kate Middleton's family history. Now, that sounds straightforward enough. Nothing wrong with a bit of genealogical research. Always interested in family trees and stories from the archives. There's a lot to be interested in there. I think the Mail may have gone a bit too far, however. They reported that Kate Middleton's great, 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 great aunt Harriet Martineau was an abolitionist. And again, actually, I think at this point, I still kind of think the story is legitimate, assuming that they've got their facts right. But what I think tips their coverage slightly over the edge is that they've used this detail to try to undermine the allegations Harry and Meghan made to Oprah about an unnamed royal family member expressing concern about the colour of their unborn child's skin. So we've discussed this moment in the Oprah interview so many times in this show. No doubt you probably do all remember it. Uh, They were talking about the fact that there had been internal discussions within the royal family about the possibility of not making Archie a prince. And Oprah asked Meghan why she thought that was. And Meghan said that there were concerns and conversations at this time about how dark her unborn child's skin might be. So it's a really serious allegation and it's a really serious subject. Now, the article in the Mail describes Prince William's comments last year denouncing slavery as abhorrent while he was on a tour of the Caribbean as a public act of self-flagellation made following Prince Harry's notorious interview with Oprah Winfrey. It states that it was Kate's ancestor lobbying US President James Madison and Andrew Jackson that ultimately set in motion Abraham Lincoln's Emancipation Proclamation and, now this is the controversial bit, their words not mine, the declaration that freed the Duchess of Sussex's great-great-great-great-grandfather Stephen Ragland from servitude. Now, Think what you like about Meghan and Harry's allegation against the royal family, but it is preposterous to say, well, no problem here, guys. Move along. Five generations ago, a member of Kate's family did some, no doubt, very good and very worthwhile campaigning. So that's the end of the story. I'm sorry, but it it just doesn't work that way. The allegations against the royal family are what they are. Now, personally, I think Harry muddied the water massively in January by saying that Meghan didn't accuse the royals of racism. I think it is the most straightforward, common-sense interpretation of the words that she used to interpret it as racist, and to not have done that would have been to significantly undermine the seriousness of the allegation that she levelled at the royals. However... The major problem facing the monarchy right now is that the monarchy hundreds of years ago did have a major role in the creation of the slave trade. The fact that one of Kate's many ancestors helped make the world a better place is great, that's fantastic, but it can't lift the burden of responsibility off the monarchy in relation to the actions of the monarchy hundreds of years ago. It's great for Kate, but where does it leave the rest of the royal family? It's a remarkable story that was published. And like I said, I think it is actually possible that a legitimate version of it 
could have been done if it had been straighter. But to bring these two other component parts, one, to explicitly state that Kate's ancestor helps to free Meghan's ancestor from slavery, creates a power dynamic and almost an implication that there should be gratitude in a situation where Meghan, rightly or wrongly, clearly despises the monarchy, despises the royal family, because she feels that they abandoned her or leaked stories about her or put her private information into the public domain or did deals with newspapers who were ripping her to shreds. So the idea that you might create this implied obligation of gratitude is obviously profoundly offensive. And then to introduce the further element that you use it to try to undermine the allegations made during the Oprah Winfrey interview is quite extraordinary to me. And on that note, I'm going to take one more quick break. But before I do, just a reminder to follow me on Twitter. I'm at Jack underscore Royston, and you will find all my latest stories for Newsweek. When I'm back, an olive branch from Charles as he includes a photo of Harry and Meghan in the official coronation program. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the show. Now, the coronation program is out and it features a picture of King Charles and Queen Camilla with their family. So that's William and Kate. And they're there with their children, and so are Harry and Meghan. Now, this was taken by Chris Jackson from Getty. People may remember he was a guest on last week's show. Um, And what's really striking about this image is how happy everyone looks. Interestingly, or even as all around them, everything was privately disintegrating. So before we get into all of that, just a little description of the picture. Uh, You've got, it, it, it has been published many times before. A lot of listeners may well have seen it. It's Charles and Camilla sitting at the front with uh, William and Kate stood behind them on the left-hand side and Harry and Meghan stood behind them on the right-hand side. Prince George is on Charles's knee. Camilla has her arm around Charlotte and Prince Louis, who was a baby at the time, is in Kate's arms. Megan is kind of like leaning forwards, laughing. She looks a little bit more dynamic uh, than the rest of the group. And Camilla is pointing at the camera. Uh, George also has a massive smile on his face. Now, this was taken in early September 2018 in advance of Charles's birthday. He turned 72 months later that November. So this is just before Harry and Meghan left for their tour of Australia in the South Pacific. Um, Now, Valentine Lowe, a royal correspondent for The Times, in his book says that tour was an absolute disaster. Not in a public relations sense, very successful in a public relations sense, but relations between Harry and Meghan and the staff were awful. The staff were crying. Um, That's all in his book, Courtiers. When Harry and Meghan got back, Jason Knuff, 
on email, in an internal email to William's private secretary, accused Meghan of bullying two PAs out of the palace. Um, the picture was, that was at the, towards the end of October, the picture was then released to the media on November the 13th, days after a story in The Sun accusing Meghan of throwing a tantrum over her tiara, and a couple of weeks before a famous story accusing Meghan of making Kate cry. Now, Harry wrote in spare that he felt that allegation leaked from Charles and Camilla's office. So things were already strained before that point as well in summer 2018. So uh, there were clear in June, there were clear the air talks between Meghan and Kate about arguments that took place in the lead up to the Sussex royal wedding. Harry describes how William was wagging his finger in Meghan's face, accusing her of being rude. Working relations in the private office at Kensington Palace had deteriorated already. Um, it was Harry and Meghan shared the office with William and Kate, but according to Harry's book, this was the point at which you know Harry was talking about seeing staff members bent over their desks, weeping, and constructive criticism was impossible, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And so that had all already happened, and obviously everyone's really happy in the picture. And it's also one being brought out for the coronation program. It's been brought out before as a kind of moment when I suppose they can reflect back on what was supposed to be happy times. They say that a picture tells a thousand words, but maybe actually this is a rare moment when it takes a thousand words to explain a picture. And I also can't help wondering, will we ever see another one like it? Will we ever see all of those royals together again, Charles and Camilla with uh, William and Kate and Harry and Meghan and the grandchildren? I mean, you know, it's very difficult to see a kind of posed up portrait image of that kind of all of those royals together again at this particular stage. And that is it for this episode of The Royal Report. Please do be sure to join me every week when I visit the latest royal headlines, embark on some royal deep dives, and riff on all things royal. Until next time, I'm Jack Royston. Thanks for listening, everybody, and a curtsy to you all. Being a staple in American media for over 90 years, Newsweek now brings you an exceptional lineup of podcasts. The debate. They'll recognize how these policies aren't working. They'll feel the pain and they'll change their behavior. The Josh Hammer Show. Restore the principles and the political paradigms of the American founding. The Crystal Knight Show. Just because officers are black doesn't mean that the policing system still isn't inherently racist. Fast women. Chevy's actually doing really well and Honda's really not. Wow. <laughs> It's like the opposite of most people's perception of them. It is. The parting shot. Every year when the new nominations are announced, I get this excited, nostalgic feeling, and it brings out that little kid in me who just loved movies. The Royal Report. Harry and Meghan's head of comms has announced they now move forward to their kind of future outside the royal family. Newsweek Podcasts. New episodes drop weekly. Download or listen now at Newsweek.com or wherever you get your podcasts.